Welcome to the Waiting Warriors podcast. I'm Michelle Bowler. I'm an army wife of over eight years, a mom of four little girls, and a huge believer that being a supportive military or first responder loved one is way easier when you connect with the community. In addition to sharing some of my own insights and journey, I have set out to interview Waiting Warriors around the world so we can all learn together from their triumphs and their struggles. Together, we can do so much more than just survive. We can thrive. And that is what being a waiting warrior is all about. Hey, Waiting Warriors. Welcome to the Waiting Warriors podcast. Another week on the show. This week, we have Joe with us from Joe. My gosh, if you like have ever Pinterest or Googled anything military spouse, this is Joe. Welcome to the show, Joe. Hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. And real fast, before we get into the interview, I have to show you guys this shirt. Um, if you're just listening, just believe my depiction. That's not the right word. Description. I got. I found this awesome shirt. It is from a company called Her Hero Jewelry, and it says military spouse. And then it's like the oh, wrong way. The ingredients list, like it says, patience, elbow grease, courage, tolerance, dash of adventure, and then serve with pride. It is super comfy. I just really want to share with you guys good military spouse companies, and this is one of them. Her Hero Jewelry. And it's like, you know, like when you find a good t-shirt, you're like, you kind of just need to tell everybody because it's soft and comfy and what it says is like cute and fun. So that's what this is. But let's get into Joe. Joe is married to a Navy veteran who served for six and a half years with a year long deployment and that just deployments. Um, she's the social media manager for military.com, the owner and writer of Joe My Gosh, and her and her husband own two coffee shops. I'm going to say it wrong. Swaharda? Swatera. Swatera <laughs> Coffee in Central Pennsylvania. Hi. Welcome. I'm like, it's so cool because like I read, I've read so much of your stuff. I know who you, <laughs> you are. <laughs> like the funny things about meeting people that like you've seen on the internet, then you get to talk to them. No, I totally get it. I feel that way every time. Like, of course now we really can't meet in person, but yeah. um, anytime I've ever been at like a conference or like a spouse get together or something, I'm like, oh my gosh, like in a fangirl. And then everyone's like, that's a little weird. I'm like, I can't help it. Like you're my but people. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, but you don't understand what you said about that thing. I really connected with so like, why aren't you connecting with me? <laughs> it's always fun like that. The funny things about like military spouse life, but also internet life. Cause like, I don't know. I feel like as a military spouse, I've just learned to like, sometimes I'm really good at it and sometimes I'm really bad at it. Like I just jump in. Cause like, okay, well we got five days. So let's become really good friends. Like that's all yeah. I normally have. So and I think that's one of the wonderful things about the military spouse community, specifically the military spouse blogging community. Like mm -hmm. so many people I've 
like watch their babies grow up and I've seen them, you know, get married or move places. Um, and when we meet, we're like, oh my gosh, like, how can it be that this is the first 30 seconds that we're meeting? It, you know, we've been friends for seven years. We've been friends for eight years and like, we're finally in the same zip code. Um, and there's just like that instant connection and like that instant, like, you know, if you're, I feel the same way about my friends from college. Like, it doesn't matter how long we've been mm -hmm. apart. Like, all of a sudden, you're back together, and it's, you know, the gang's back, you know? And it, it's just such a wonderful, like, loving feeling. Yeah. I love the military spouse community like that. So let's get into, like, your experience as a military spouse. You said you were in for six and a half years, but a year-long deployment. What was that like? Because I also knew you have a kind of different experience because you didn't have kids. So like how, I don't know, just, just go, go from the beginning. What, what has your experience been like? Just go for it. Um, yeah, I think I've had a kind of, um, different experience than probably a lot of people have. Um, and I think every time I say that to somebody, someone else says, oh no, that's similar to mine. Um, because I think a lot of times we assume things about military spouses. Mm -hmm that necessarily aren't true for everybody. Yeah. Um, so for me, um, my husband and I knew each other in college, just did not date because we like to make things very difficult. <laughs> um, ended up, I uh, actually ended up reconnecting with him um, where I was friends with his brother too. His brother shared that John had joined the military, sent his, like posted his boot camp address um, on Facebook. I just happened to see it. Um, I wrote John a note. He wrote me one back um, once he was able to. You know, I mean, we exchanged letters a bunch of times. Once mm -hmm. he was able to, he would call me and like we'd talk for like five or six hours at a shot. Like um, it got very intense very quickly um, because we had been friends in college. Yeah. And um, then we dated for a year. He asked, and that was long distance relationship. Right. Um, he asked me to marry him not even a month before he deployed to Afghanistan. Um, and so then we were engaged for the year that he was in Afghanistan um, and got married uh, about a month after he got home, which now looking back on it, I'm like, wow, that's insane that I planned a wedding um, with a date that I didn't even know was going to be yeah. certain. <laughs> um, I was super naive. <laughs> That's oh, all I say. do that? Like, how do you reserve anything? I just did it and just was like, yeah, he's totally going to be home by this time. Um, and now looking back, I'm like, wow, that was crazy. <laughs> you, you planned the wedding to be a certain date, even though you didn't necessarily know he'd be back. Well, we had, we had a good idea of when it was, when he was going to be back and we did give some buffer time. Um, he ended mm -hmm. up, um, coming home a little bit later, not a lot later. So yeah. it ended up being about a month after he came home. Um, but still now like the older wiser me is like, ah, what'd you do? <laughs> I would never plan anything like that big, but I think that's because I've had so many separations. Sure. But that, that's like kind of the funny thing. Austin and I were talking about that the other day. Is like, how funny is it that you make certain decisions and it's like, okay, was I naive or was I just 
braver. I don't know which which one <laughs> which one is it. Maybe just a healthy mix of both. <laughs> yeah. That's a fair thing. Okay, so you guys get married and then and then was that the year deployment or was that when the No, he he deployed for a year uh when we were engaged. Okay. Um and so then a bunch of things happened. Um I left my job. I had been working as an English teacher in Baltimore City for five years. Mm -hmm. um, so I left my job to go across state lines uh, and live with John. Um, and so I ended up being a, a spouse who, you know, was careerless, mm -hmm. um, not really sure what I was going to do because at that time, licensing issues were um, difficult. There was like a backlog of licensing stuff. It was expensive. Um, mm -hmm. And then we didn't know we, where we were going to PCS to next. So trying to get, like, it just didn't make sense. You know, it didn't make financial sense. Um, it didn't make sense on like a, just a time management, you know, mm -hmm. going through everything. So, um, yeah, so I ended up switching careers, actually. Um, I haven't been in the classroom since I left Baltimore City. Yeah. Um, during uh during john's deployment actually is when i started joe my gosh so i had spent a year writing joe my gosh kind of just for me um not really for anybody else and pinterest showed up and i literally i say this to people and they laugh but it's like so true i went from having an audience of my mom reading my blog post and like <laughs> me and being like that's so sweet or that's so cute um to like so one day, <laughs> right um <laughs> like literally I woke up one day and I looked at my analytics and I had 30,000 people reading Joe my gosh and yeah. I was like what mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah so that was Pinterest somebody had pinned something and then all of a sudden Joe my gosh content was everywhere um yeah. for that time um and so I kind of built Joe my gosh um while I was unemployed um yeah did a lot of other things. I worked as a, um, I worked as a national park, uh, gift shop cashier. Um, I was a secret shopper. Um, you know, I dealt with a lot of stuff because, um, you know, I had my bachelor's, I had my master's, I had yeah. five years of experience. Um, so I dealt with a lot of like self-worth issues and of course mm -hmm. loans and all these kinds of things. Um, and then I kind of got, I, I like fell into freelance writing, mm -hmm. um, which was kind of crazy because I'd always wanted to be a writer um, who got paid to write and I just didn't know how to do it. So like it, because of the military spouse community, a spouse said, hey, like I saw Joe, my gosh, do you think you could write this stuff? Mm -hmm. um, and so I had a freelance writing career for, a quite a few years that translated it into a bunch of uh, full-time jobs that led me to military.com. Yeah. So, and I've been working remote for, yeah, for a, a long time now. <laughs> so that's kind of, you know, in between there, um, we PCS, which we, we did a Diddy move. Um, and people say that we're crazy for that too. <laughs> we just like to do stuff the really hard way, I guess. <laughs> no, it just, Life is too mundane if you just go the easy route. Why not do the hard things? We're the right. same. We seem to choose the harder way for some reason. 
And now you guys are in Phil not Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Um, and you have your coffee shops. It's like a very veteran proud company. You guys, you're the ones who have the um like the kits that people can buy, right? Yeah, we have a coffee shop in a box. Yep. Yeah. Um, came right out of the pandemic, actually, um, as a way to keep the lights on, um, mm -hmm. especially with like the first shutdown yeah. and uh, figuring out how to do that. Um, so yeah, we actually, and it's it's kind of funny, um, Swatera Coffee Company, John dreamed about it, like he dreamed it up um, when he was serving in Afghanistan and mm -hmm. he was kind of at the crossroads of his Navy career trying to figure out if he was going to stay in, if he was going to transition out, what um, we wanted for our family. And so he, he actually started writing the business plan while he was deployed to Afghanistan in the little tiny bits of free time he had. So, mm -hmm. you know, we like to say that um, it doesn't seem like it's, it's kind of a, an interesting origin story that a coffee shop in central Pennsylvania in some tiny little rural towns has a, has a story that begins in Afghanistan. Yeah. That doesn't happen every day. No. <laughs> So how, how did you guys transition out? Cause I know that can be, that can be really rocky. Even like thinking about leaving can be really scary. What was that both for you guys, like as a couple, but also for you, because like the military is a super stable career and then you were unemployed for a, a while at the, I mean, by the time you guys left, you had had like employment, but what, I mean, even just like health insurance, right? Everybody's like, but the health insurance, <laughs> you know, what right. was that for you? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, for us, it was a decision that didn't come lightly. We spent a lot of time talking about it, praying about it, um, figuring out at a very tactical level, what we would need to do to make it happen. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, and whenever, whenever we talk about our transition, like I, have to put up like a, a a note and say like we don't have children and I think it's a very different experience when you do have children um because you know we were able to make a lot of decisions just based on John and myself mm -hmm. um instead of having to think also about you know healthcare for our children, schooling for our children, you know, all of those kinds of things. We didn't even have, have a dog at that point. So we were really kind mm -hmm. of just like making decisions just based on the two of us. Yeah. Um, another thing that really eased the transition for us was that um, at the time of transition, I did have a job with benefits, um, mm -hmm. which was really, really did create that bridge for us um, because it wasn't like all of a sudden, you know, he transitioned out and then there was no paycheck, no health care, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so we really, I think we tried to put in place things that would make it easier. You know, we um, financially planned um, for transitions. So but way before, you know, he started um, and kind of started thinking about like what the coffee shop looked like. We had been saving for the coffee shop um, from our first year of marriage. So okay. it was it was something that we really did try to be really strategic about. Yeah, yeah. Was, was it kind of hard to balance though? Like you want to dream as a couple, but then you also like have to be realistic. I'm curious, like, are you, 
are you the dreamer? Was he the dreamer? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you guys balance each other out. It's a good question. Um, I think we're dreamers at different points. You yeah. Know? Like, um, <laughs> when we, so during our wedding, there's this kind of these few moments that I think maybe encapsulates kind of our relationship. Um, at one point I started getting teary and like a little bit emotional mm -hmm. and John was totally cool. I calm, like totally like no emotion, just happy. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then like, we, I think the, we came and we sat down together and the, the pastor started giving his sermon and John started getting choked up. And I was like, no, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it up. Um, because, you know, I feel like it was just, it's one of those things, like when one of us is, is down, the other one tries to like, you know, mm -hmm. pull the other up. And so we kind of have that give and take usually. Um, so I, I think we kind of do that in our, our dreaming as well, where like John will have this like, kind of tangential dream about like where he wants to take the coffee shop. And then I'm the one to like pull back and say like, Hey, like, let's think about the tactical stuff. Like, can we really do this? Mm -hmm. um, and then I'll have a dream like that I want to see. And he'll, he'll kind of, I don't want to say bring me back to reality, but you know, we gut check each other. Um, yeah. It was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you like, you have Joe, oh my gosh, but you also, Oh, sorry shifting um like you've done so much with oh my gosh you like you just finished pillar which you guys should have heard me talk about if you're listening that was an awesome free resource for anybody going through a deployment like it's not you know i don't know i don't want to i don't want to like say it's not like you've only done this because if somebody is doing that like i don't want to put like a a a box and like judge what people are doing right because everybody has different seasons and different things but like you guys are doing awesome things and i know like but but sometimes i feel like as spouses it's like okay but we have you know you dream but then you have the reality checks you know what i mean like so i love that you guys let each other dream and then you guys go and do all this really cool stuff well, sometimes, and then sometimes we're like, wait, <laughs> like that, no, we're not going to do that. Um, and Michelle, you're so right. Like, I think it depends on your situation, where you are in life, your seasons, all that stuff. And I feel like when I tell this, like the story of like how everything happened, um, it sounds like it's all roses and it all fell into place or um, you know, I dealt with a lot of self-worth issues. Um, I hadn't realized when we got married and the paycheck stopped for my job and like all of a sudden I was unemployed, how mm -hmm. devastating that would be, you know, like once it was like, oh, summer vacation, we got married in July. And so like, I didn't feel that transition because normally as a teacher, I was like working on lesson planning, but I wasn't going into the classroom every day. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like my friends who were my colleagues are going back to work. Like my parents who are both teachers are going back to work. And I am sitting in an apartment in a town where I had um, like one friend and <laughs> going like, oh my gosh. Um, and a month after we got married, 
both we totaled both of our cars um which sounds crazy it was actually like john had this real old junker and the brakes went out and it like they considered it totaled wow. um, and then the electricity went out in my car in a really scary wow. moment but they consider you know they for insurance purposes they consider yeah. it totaled so all of a sudden like now i'm sitting in an apartment not like without a paycheck john is at c school um and so he's like gone for like 12 or 13 hours a day yeah. um and i don't even have wheels like yeah that's just you know and like we went down we downsized to one car because quite honestly we couldn't afford to buy two cars and so there was like a lot of stuff and i think that so often as military spouses like we don't talk about the hard stuff in a realistic way like yeah like sat in our apartment and cried like I sat on our bathroom floor when I realized I had to share a bathroom with a boy for the rest of my life and cried and was like are you serious like this is life now and that's not to say that I don't love my husband or anything like that but like you know um those changes are so hard and for military spouses it's like change after change after change and even though the changes happen and we know they're happening like i think we need to give ourselves the time to say like it's okay to grieve these things or it's okay not mm -hmm. to be like super chirpy and like you know bloomery or planted every single time because sometimes it yeah. feels like planted in like lava you know <laughs> <laughs> and you feel like you're burning up rather than actually doing anything and i think sometimes that's okay too yeah who let's go in on that like metaphor lava volcano like your life literally explodes everywhere like it's awesome and beautiful getting married but then there's always that moment like after where you're like okay my life literally feels on fire and then the lava comes down but it's not until it cools down it like it has to be and explode and then it cools down and then the land's all fertile and you can make something awesome. That's a good metaphor. I love. <laughs> yeah, I totally meant all of the stuff yeah. you said afterwards. It sounded brilliant. So mm -hmm. I, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know you. You were like, oh, let's plant this seed and let it sprout in everybody's mind because you're the awesome <laughs> that you are. But what, like, so what were those things though? Because you know, like, we don't talk about it a lot, but we should because everybody has that moment where it's almost like we have moments of like i i used to know what i did with myself do you know what i mean like mm -hmm. i woke up in the morning and i knew what i was gonna do and now you don't do you know what i mean like how do you how do you it is kind of like it's rebuilding your day it's rebuilding yourself how how did you do that or or and you're much wiser self now, how would you suggest people do that? Sure, yeah. I mean, I think it's all like about renegotiating who you are and what you do and like your place in the world. At least for me, it was. And I can, mm -hmm. you know, obviously can't speak to everyone's experiences. But for me, like I took great pride and great worth um, in myself for being an English teacher. I taught juniors and seniors American literature I wrote an AP curriculum for um, AP Lit and Language, which hadn't been done at my school before. Like, I loved it. I loved my kids. I, you know, slept, breathed, ate, 
English teacher stuff. Um, and so that, I think that was the first thing that was difficult, which is like, you know, a teacher's day is super structured to begin with. Like, so like my structure was gone. Um, my sense of community was completely gone. Um, the, it was scary because like, it was like, what does the future hold now? Because we, at that point, when we had gotten married, like we knew that for a couple of years, I wouldn't be teaching. So like, what do I do? Like, do I go for licensing? You know, all of those kinds of things. Um, and I knew about myself, which it didn't help at the time, but I know, like, I don't do well with like with life changes. Um, it takes me a while, which, you know, now that I think about it, like, wow, like, and you married someone in the military, yeah. you don't do well with change. <laughs> But, um, but like, even when I was in college and I was, um, like a guide in our marching band, like my friends would tease me, like at the end, like our senior year, every, like every football game, they were like, Joanna, it's the last time we'll have a third last football game. Like, don't you want to cry about that? You know, like it's the second to the third last time that we'll be on the bus together. Like all of these things, like, you know, it's just part of who I am. Um, mm -hmm. And I wish I could tell myself, like me now, tell myself then that like embrace, just enjoy the changes embrace it because it is ephemeral and mm -hmm. even though it feels like it's going to be forever it's really not like mm -hmm. go enjoy the beach at virginia beach a little bit more like don't sit in your apartment and cry <laughs> like i guess that's the point you know it's things work out um and and just trust and experience what you're here to trust and experience yeah that's, yeah, that's awesome. It's like, we, I think it's really easy for us to like literally just see and feel, you know, like the the bathroom floor or where wherever it is that you're breaking down and you're crying or you're feeling alone. Like it's so easy to feel that. And I think, you know, we're kind of, we're kind of talking about like the newbies, right? But I know I've experienced this in the last like year or two, a few times where it's like, okay, but we've been doing this forever, but you can still, I think it's normal to have those moments every however many years of like your things have totally changed, especially with 2020, like things have totally changed. The way we lived our lives will probably never be the same, but if we just like do what you said and can like know that it's not this this isn't gonna last forever, but there are still things that we can enjoy, you know, even if it's not the beach. I don't know if those are open right now. Depends on where you are, apparently. But like we all have something, like there is the outside, there are trees, you know, there like there are birds to listen to, there are people that we can still love on and FaceTime if we need to. Like there is some sort of bright side I guess yeah and I mean quite honestly like even sitting here I'm like dang it Joanna like you need to take the like take your own advice now mm -hmm. um because I think it is really hard especially when you're experiencing those really big 
emotions or like you feel like you're in a tunnel and there is no light um mm-hmm. on the other side like like every other day during this pandemic man yeah. I'm like, when is this gonna end like you know i just want to see my sister or whatever it is mm-hmm. um and i think it is really hard when you're in those moments to to say like it's not going to last forever. This is just like in Kimmy Schmidt, like you can do anything for 10 seconds. right? Like, um, and, and it's hard. That's, it's so hard. And I, I don't know if anyone can really like do that all the time, you know, because you do need to feel things and you do need to feel sad or happy or, you know, feel those emotions too. Yeah. 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 And I don't, I don't say that to like, look on the brighter side, meaning don't feel I've, I've just learned like, I need to feel it. But then there is a, there is a point where it's like, okay, it's been felt. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like when you actually let yourself cry. For me, it's like, my body takes a deep breath after a few minutes. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay. Now we now like my brain can actually process and I can look for those brighter sides. But it's like that moment you kind of have a choice. Like you either continue to cry and look at all the crap and look at all the stupid news that just wants us to be miserable all the time and it's clickbait and it's not actual news. It's just you know, but or you can say, okay, like am I going to go outside? Am I going to have a dance party in my kitchen to give myself some sort of endorphins and happiness? You know, like we just have those two choices, but it's after, after you cry. Um, okay. So last question then, what is your key to thriving? Cause we talked about like all the, like the bad stuff happens. But what's your key to overall thriving that you want to share with your fellow waving warriors? Yeah, it's, that's a good question. Um, I think the thing that I've learned over my experiences as a military spouse and now as a veteran spouse um, is that there is no one way to experience military life. Um, there is no one typical military family um there's not no one typical military spouse and you know every time you assume something about someone you're like automatically going to be wrong on some level right (laughs) um and so i think you know listen to your like your the bloggers you're reading or the podcasts you're listening to you know look at the resources be in your your frg groups or you know whatever your support system is in the military community Um, but then at the end of the day, take that advice and use what makes sense for you. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think at the beginning of our military life, like my family was not military. Like I, you know, I knew nothing about military life. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't really have any friends who were in the military. Um, so I had like zero understanding of anything. And so I was really like, I I would take all of this information be like, okay, like that makes sense. That makes sense. I'm going to do all this stuff. And then I ended up feeling really terrible about myself because it wasn't authentic to me. It wasn't authentic to 
like our relationship. It wasn't authentic to the way we live our lives and it works for other people. And that's awesome, but it just didn't work for us. And I spent so much time like feeling bad about that. And I wish that, you know, it's something I say on Joe, my gosh, a lot of times, like take this information, keep what makes sense to you and like, let the other stuff go because like, you know, even when it comes to like care packages, like you don't have to make intricate, like I love intricate care packages, but you don't have to make them intricate. Like you can, you know, the point is they're made with love. They don't have to be works of art. They don't have to cost 70 or $80. Like, you know, like do what makes sense for you and then be okay with because really at the end of the day, that's what matters. Like you're not putting on a show for people on Instagram or on Facebook, like, or even your next door neighbor or the spouse's club or whatever. Like, as long as it's working for your family, like that's enough and that's okay. Amen to that. And side note, guys, I didn't send any care packages because Austin didn't want them. And at first I was like, no, but like, that's how you feel loved. He's like, no, it's not. I was like, oh, but I thought that's what I was supposed to do. You know, the legit conversation. But I was like, but there's all these care packages and that's what everybody says and all this kind of stuff. So that was one of the lessons I learned. And as you were saying, it's like, take everything. Like there's no one way. That is exactly why I've done Oh, how many are we at? We're at like 80, over 80 episodes of interviews with different people because I could have just found, like, it would have been really easy and actually probably a lot easier to just find 10 people and talk to 10 people about all the millions of different things that like we go through. Right. But like, that doesn't actually help everybody because everybody has different things and you can take one golden nugget from what nugget nugget from Joe. You can take one from Kristen Groves. You can take one from Hannah Mars. You can take one from like every single one. And it's a different, you you know, like everybody's going to be different because you are different and we're all super freaking awesome, but also so different. And it's like, just take what you need and the rest just sweep it aside. I like it. And I love, like, that's one of the reasons why I love your blog, because it is, it's like all the time, if not almost that every blog post that you say that, like, just take what you need, or at least you mentioned probably not every blog post, but it is a running theme. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Sometimes there are some things like you absolutely need to adhere to. Like I wrote a blog post. People ask me, like, someone asked me like, is that, do you really get mail about this? Like, yes, I wrote a blog post about Um, whether or not you can send weapons in the mail, like in care packages, you know, and yes, I've gotten those questions. Like, no, you actually do have to follow. Like you have to follow. (laughs) Don't send guns or bullets in the mail. That is a big no-no. That's not something you can take or leave. (laughs) But, you know, for, you know, the other non-extreme things, like, yeah, it's something, something that I think is, is important because I do think, especially because military spouses live so much of their lives online, whether it's staying connected with family members back home, staying connected with friends who, you know, were at a duty station and then are somewhere else now, like 
it's easy to feel so inadequate all the time because you see what everybody else is doing um, yeah. and their opinions and where they're going and the clothing they're wearing. And, you know, even if you like, even, even if they're not trying to make you feel bad, like sometimes at some point yeah. it might work on you. And, and I think that it's just important to remember, like, that's okay. Do what you need to do for your family. Yeah. Wise words, wise words. And thank you so much, Joe, for coming on. Um, guys, go check out her blog. I feel like, I don't know, if you've been on Pinterest or Google even, like, you probably know her, but if you like pretty much any question that you have from TRICARE to, I don't know, everything, like care packages or not care packages if you're cool, like, you can send them. But everything, um, check out Joe. my gosh. If you are in Pennsylvania, go say hi to her. Enjoy some coffee that, like, you know, originated. I'm quoting that. It's, the coffee beans aren't from Afghanistan. The story just started <laughs> in Afghanistan. But that's awesome. Or check out military.com. That's also a really good resource if you haven't heard of it. I feel, again, I feel like maybe everybody else has heard of the military news website. Um, with, yeah. So breaking news all the way to, you know, things like care package requirements and deadlines and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, it's like, oh, I think everybody knows it, but I've also been in, so like, I forget all the things that were kind of mind blowing, but thank you again say thank you let her know if anything kind of was a golden nugget for you and something you'll take away um joe thank you so much for being on the show and waiting warriors out there just remember just because it is hard doesn't mean it has to be miserable have a great week guys if you love red friday remember everyone deployed but are like me and not totally loving everything you're seeing online or at the PX, I would love for you to check out my Red Friday design. You can see them quickly. There's a link in my bio that just says Red Friday t-shirts. There's a shop button on the website, thewaitingwarriors.com, or there's a quick link in the show notes. There are shapes and sizes and styles for everyone from father-in-law to the dog. Enjoy.